welcome to take a pause with me varun dugirala you know often times a lot of us share the journeys we've been through right it would be the journey we've been through in life in our careers on a specific project like it was for me to write my book and so many other things and i recently went on the ranveer show um i spoke to ranveer about all these journeys that i've been through over the last 40 years and and how that translated into my book and i thought i'll share that with you guys today for you to kind of consume and hopefully give you some points to kind of soak in some points to reflect on in your own lives and give you some form of value anyway mr dugi yes. the last section of today's uh, conversation so we call this uh, bombs of emotion tentatively mm-hmm. in bombs of emotion the guests that we have on the show are just going to share whatever has been up in life and your yeah. hyper recent learnings little bit more from sort of an overall perspective it could be career it could be your emotions it could be your family life so because you're coming out of this book yeah. uh, even a book is kind of like an outlet of years yeah. of emotions that are pent up yeah. so what's been happening in the mind so book's been an interesting journey right i kind of started writing it last march took about 8 months to write a book felt like the longest <laughs> creator project ever because normally stuff happens much faster but i've been told that books get written over a longer period of mm. time than 8 months but i kind of started off with a thought process saying what would i have wanted to know and learn when i was 21 now that i'm almost 40 um and i sat down and i realized that there are a bunch of things that education teaches us you know education prepares you for the world for your career for your life but lots of stuff happens to you in your life and you learn things so i said kind of can i almost distill that down to you know just like different chapters different sections and i realized there were five things that you don't necessarily you never taught you but you learn right um you never taught how to start things you always said the starting line people say start but how do you start what do you kind of think about um how do you kind of make choices in life how do you learn you go into education but how do you learn how do you you know connect with other people how do you like when you walk into a workplace how do you kind of connect with your colleagues if you're in college how do you kind of connect with your classmates and how do you reflect which i think is the most important thing we never talk about is how do you reflect with yourself so i then broke this down and and i realized as i went back to stories from my life and initially i was like okay i didn't want to write a memoir because i'm like i don't i have not had an extraordinary life but i have had an interesting life so i i realized there were smaller stories which gave me a lot more insight than big events in my life so the book doesn't talk about okay having built a company having sold it hasn't spoken about big instances it speaks about small incidents that gave me so much insight um in hindsight so last year for me was a lot of reflection because i actually went back like last 20 years and even longer um and really thought about things that happened to me and because i've been consuming so much around not just personal development but really learning everything from mental models to understanding some parts of neuroscience which i now finally find interesting mm. like why weren't we taught neuroscience this mm. way um kind of getting into that and uh, kind of built it into a book so that's actually been my last year has been a great process for me like mm. i've had so much reflection time but uh, like for me this like i also know that now writing is going to be my prime thing beyond podcasting because i enjoyed so much like i want like i have an idea for two more books and my publisher said hold on let <laughs> this come out like, but i know i'm going to be writing for life because mm. i think when you write and you reflect on what you're learning it gives you far deeper insights than 
let's say anything else yeah it's one of those habits mm. that a lot more people should adopt to yeah. because as a writer i've seen what dust my head it is a form of meditation it is a form yeah. of you basically puking out all your emotions on paper and then realizing like journaling oh, this yeah. is what's in my mind yeah but it's not spoken about enough and i feel like as uh, uh school students you should kind of be forced into that mm. habit just write what you're feeling has a has your crush rejected you yeah. has your teacher shouted at you and embarrassed you in front of the class yeah. today have your friendships broken yeah. just writing that as a teenager is extremely therapeutic and i wish someone had told me that when i was like 11 12 years old because i had a very negative relationship with writing because of essay writing where you're yeah. told to write in the confines of rules you write about your day at the beach or what yeah. i don't give a yeah. like i want to write about robotic designs i saw in dexter's yeah. laboratory yeah. but uh writing is at the forefront of your emotional learnings also because i realize there were random i've done a lot of random things in life you know sometimes you talk about when you read these books you people talk about really like in, like impactful things mm. but for me i realize i've done like like because i grew up in a small town on the coast of andhra pradesh mm -hmm. half family doctors half family <laughs> engineers tried to become a, i wanted to be a computer engineer because I, i still love to code ended up in mechanical engineering mm. uh, but i moved from a small town to bangalore and suddenly went through this point when i went from this confident kid to being this person who felt like i didn't fit in i knew less than everybody else um everything from like fashion sense was off everything was off so suddenly went like full back like walk stand at the back of the crowd because i don't want to be in the limelight don't want to get into that um i also wore the cool chain from kuch kuch hota hai which i think was a bad <laughs> idea in hindsight um and uh, and and so i went through a period in bangalore where it was just like one bad thing after another um all didn't finish my engineering on time um, worked as an alcohol promoter for a couple of companies worked in a call center for many months by fluke got into mascom uh, i actually written about that actually by luck i got into uh, simbi for mascom because uh, the weird part is that i was working this call center where i was doing 2 am to 9 am calls mm -hmm. uh, for aol cancellation so people in america would call and like <laughs> want to cancel their internet Is it connection talking in an accent yeah so we were taught a new so I was like hi i'm jogi uh, talked to aol and uh, this and this a dogi uh, that's where dogi started by the way because uh -huh. i would say dogi as in dogi houser mm. um and that became a way to start a conversation with someone i didn't know and <gasps> i would reference the show and they would and yeah. like i I've, i've dealt with everything from tech problems to different nationalities different you know uh, social strata so that is interesting i think my I learned how to talk to and sell to different kinds of people during those what said three to six months when I did that. But what was super interesting right after that is I wrote this entrance exam and somehow managed to get in by answering only two sections out of five in the entrance exam because my punt was that it's for all you know all colleges under the university. Why will Masscom need stats? Let me answer yeah. just two sections. But I took that punt. and i got through but that was for round 1 and 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 i and i talk about i said that luck happens to you multiple times in your life but what's most important is what you do right after luck happens mm. so after that i made a choice and this i finally have a chance in life now to do something cuz till then i was a guy who had never been able to succeed at anything right always had failed not done well parents had to kind of get me into college get me into school and all that stuff so i kind of made that choice at that time think if you don't turn around now mm. and kind of say i got to make something of myself you never going to so it's like luck gives you like almost a way to get in through the door but your work makes you stay hmm. so for me that point was very important um also like i've also been this mixture of person who's supremely confident and extremely shy so i'm still very very of the stage 
because i failed at a fancy dress competition when i was in third standard okay. on stage right I, i bombed on stage i went on stage looked at the mic saw the crowd and said mommy i don't want to and i, <laughs> I ran off crying right never got back on stage for 20 years because uh, oh, i was scared but then when, when i thought back on it i kind of realized that even me becoming an entrepreneur was a connection to that is that when you map out what's the worst that can happen it's easier for you to take that call to do it because sometimes the worst doesn't feel seem that bad unless you leave it imaginary right like mm. what's the worst like we i remember me and rohit sat down and said what's the worst that can happen we'll go look for jobs mm. yeah. and we had done a decent amount of work to say that okay someone will give us a job mm. so let's take 3 months and do that so almost like map out because most times people say don't you know fight fear but i'm saying no put down what you fear the most yeah. will happen at the end of this right. and it never seems that bad yeah. um and i actually do that very often i sit and say what's the worst that will happen if i take this call today yeah. um and once you do that i've also spoken about like being a father like you even about fitness right like why my focus towards fitness has an entirely different story to it i always enjoyed going to the gym mm. because you know all of us want to be gym bros mm. it's always a thing you want to have yeah. those big muscles you want to do all of that stuff um i remember our daughter was born and i used to feel tired carrying a baby around mm. um and this is like what 2017 2018 um and i would have biceps and i would have all those things but i still let him puffed up and i remember that pooja said what's the point of having muscles if yeah. you don't have the stamina for it right and so mm. like i kind of flipped and started to do everything that like today she's what 15 odd kilos i can still carry her on one arm mm. and i'm like i want to be able to carry her on one arm when she's 30 kilos mm. right and and for me i'm like i want to be fit for what life wants me to do like i want to go surf and have my core strong enough that <laughs> i can surf for hours together which i did and i enjoyed it so yeah so i just kind of put out these things because i feel that like we talk about very broad serious things but these these smaller things like um like what you kind of go through in life which i think a young person today battles with right how do mm. i get into an organization and kind of make my mark in an internship um mm. how do i kind of build friendships how do i find a mentor all of that stuff so that's what i kind of like really dug into yeah i think what you're basically doing is this quote that i read which is that uh, try being the person you needed around when you were younger exactly that's what you're doing through all your content exactly yeah. as well in most i think that's the best way to describe it yeah. i also call myself a midlife crisis creator because <laughs> i became a creator at the age of what 36 What should we keep in mind for our thirties, dude? Like, what do you expect for thirties as someone in their twenties? Um, your thirties are actually when you're doing the groundwork for the rest of your life. To be really? honest, yeah, I think the twenties are about mad experimentation of what you can kind of. I, mean, I think it's a lot of fun because you're really figuring out where you're at. Thirties are actually most foundational period because you are building some form of stability in your life. Mm-hmm. You're also. It's not about saying, "Oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life." You're building the things that will make you be able to do whatever you want once you're forty. Like I, you're saying, you're building like finances, financial security. Yeah, you're building life yeah. security, right? Like yeah. I'm very happy to be a person with a family today, because that's something which I know I will cherish in the long term. Because I, I love the fact that I have a family, and that's why for me that's so important. Like for me, like Pooja, Leia, like they're like supreme importance for me. to hold that relation give that importance because i know for a fact that all the other things will come and go when I mean, this is like my close yeah. group this is the group that's going to be with me in the long term um and i need to do right by them um and and as they would expect that of me i expect that of them as well i think that's important if you if you take your close family as that one central part 
um and take a close friends that way like through my 30s my friends are still the guys that I used to hang out with um since college same bunch of guys we all hang out it's still the same bunch but invest in those relationships and once you're 40 your your life is in a in a solid position your mm. money scene is in a solid position that's when you can actually experiment um that's when okay. you can actually try out stuff like you want to launch another business venture you want to go out and you want to be a creator you want to be a writer you want to suddenly go and say no i want to just like backpack through the world i think people in their 40s and 50s can actually backpack through the yeah, world yeah. a lot in with a lot more with ease lot there's there's also less f- given about what people are saying about exactly you. right mm. you're not worried about that yeah. and also you also realize what you shouldn't do and i feel that 20s you try, you're understanding what you shouldn't do like you will not have a blacked out day because you've drunk too much the night before because as an older person like let me sleep by 11 so i'll wake up in the morning to actually enjoy the sunrise because that's actually the most beautiful thing ever <laughs> right um i think some of those things you learn as well what about your friends and this is the last question of the show but it's something we've been discussing a lot mm. we've been discussing not getting married mm. because of who we are in the moment and we've also said that maybe that'll change especially mm. if the right people come away yeah. uh but right now when this very like let's just be like how we are now in the long term yeah. like we're seeming to get peace from our life right now yeah uh, i'd like to know about people who've not chosen to get married from your viewpoint what's their life like i have a lot of friends who um, for instance don't want to get married don't want to have kids everything else i think you all make your choices based on what you want your life to be when you're older are they happy they're all happy i think they're all fine i think i think the whole point is this that you need to take those calls that's why your 30s are interesting right you're taking those calls you're taking a call saying this is what i want to be when i'm like 50 when i'm 60 this is what I, the kind of life i want to have and whatever call you take it's never too late um i think the kids part because it'll trickier if you don't have kids before you're 40 because then yeah. like you get much older by the time the kids grow up but beyond that you need to decide who are the people i want around me what will be most important to me when i am like 50 um and in most cases those are the simplest things in life they're never like okay it's not about that big car you want it's not about that house you want to buy it's about who are those people sitting around that dining table when you're all hanging out on a sunday evening um those don't just have to be wife and kid those can be friends you hang out with all the time those can be people who are around you all the time so you need to kind of build that table if you mm-hmm. build that dining table for yourself in life um and that's what i've like i've realized like i think the last two years has also been a lot of soul searching about what do i really want to do for the next decade of my life and that's actually been it i want to fill that table with people who i will also value and also invest in like mm. i want to be there for them because i know that they've been there for me as well um and then everything else comes with um, it and it's not about It's not like you want to make money. You will still build businesses. You will still do all of that stuff. Like I, I'm not going to be suddenly go off to the hills. Um, I don't think I will ever do that. Mm. Um, but I want to invest in that table. Mm. That's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, left us with some thought <laughs> tangents, Mr. Doogie. Thank you. Finally, we're doing this episode. I'm so happy we did this, man. It's been a long time coming. This yeah. Is the first ever podcast. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and okay. we've been planning this since literally the first time we met, yeah, which is yeah. pre-lockdown, which yeah. is like right after Priyanka Chopra, yeah. I think. Yeah. So it's been it's been just a lot of delayed schedule, but I'm glad it happened at this point because yeah. Yeah. I feel I've also grown up a bit as compared to what I was back then. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Dugi. Thanks for having me, man. You've been a part of that growing up through your podcast <laughs> and just being around yeah. us as, Absolutely. like, like we look your. 
the Saurav Ganguly to our UV and Harbhajan. That's what I will say. <laughs> Not Saurav Ganguly to Virat Kohli then. But thank you, Mr. Doggy. Everything is out of syllabus. The book is out now. We're going to link it down below, Mr. Doggs. Thanks. So man. thank you. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Man. Looking forward to having you again on the show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Would love to come back. Love it. Thank you so much for listening in to Take a Pause with me, Varun Dugirala. Hit subscribe and tune in for a bite-sized episode every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Plus, our twice-a-month deep dive chat episodes with some truly interesting people. To be a part of my early draft community, subscribe to my newsletter or follow me at the rate Varun Dugi across Instagram, YouTube and all other social platforms. Now, get back into the chaos and I'll see you in a couple of days.